0: Better Health begins at Tidelands Health, dedicated to keeping the communities we serve healthy and active. That's why we're proud to present our podcast series, Better Health Radio, brought to you by
1: Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. Vaginal dryness is a common symptom of menopause and can really impact a woman's sex life. So what can be done? Here to talk with us about menopausal vaginal dryness is Dr. Gail Richmond, a board certified obstetrician and gynecologist at Tidelands Health. Dr. Richmond, thank you for your time today. So how common is this?
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, this is a very common symptom because when a female goes through menopause, the vaginal tissue is very dependent on estrogen. And so what it means to go through menopause is that your estrogen levels fall because your body does not produce estrogens, which come from the ovaries, and that tissue can get very thin and dry. And it does not lubricate well and can get significant symptoms from that, including uh, painful intercourse.
1: Are there any other symptoms that a woman should watch out for besides painful intercourse?
0: Uh, Well, a lot of times people will present with a burning sensation or just a general uh, feeling of discomfort because the tissue is sensitive and thin and dry. And that is a lot of the presentation. It could be vaginal dryness. So even um, people who are not sexually active can you know, complain with the vaginal, at- it's called vaginal atrophy where the tissue actually becomes very um, thinned out.
1: Now, you mentioned a decrease in estrogen as a woman ages and goes through menopause. Are there other causes that we should be aware of?
0: Uh, well, for the most part, it's a lack of estrogen. So any kind of condition where you have decreased estrogen or estrogen production is that's going to lead to this condition. So uh, if you have surgery and your ovaries are removed, as those are the primary source of estrogen, that is an issue. If you have been diagnosed with certain cancers, particularly breast cancer, um, and you are on estrogen blockers, as many of the um, breast cancers are estrogen and progesterone receptor positive, so you end up being on a blocker, that is going to decrease your production of estrogen in the body. And these symptoms can occur. So if you get breast cancer early on, then you're going to, these symptoms can happen at that time.
1: And Dr. Richmond, at what point should a woman consult her doctor if she's feeling these symptoms?
0: Well, I think that the, for the most part, people are doing their exams and when there's other symptoms associated with menopause, so this is just one of them. So it's, if you're seeing a physician and you should through, Um, The average age of menopause is 50, so most women are seeing a professional. Uh, This conversation comes up all the time, and it's very frequent. It becomes, um, you know, a lot of people have hot flashes and several other symptoms of menopause, so this is just part of the regular discussion as well.
1: So, Dr. Richmond, when a woman does come to see you, how do you diagnose this?
0: So when a woman comes to see me about this, and we usually are having a discussion about menopausal symptoms, that is one. The symptoms are one part, but the clinical diagnosis is also important. And the tissue on upon examination is often very thin and dry, appears red, um, and just not very healthy tissue.
1: So when it comes to treatment, what are the options?
0: So there are several options for treatment now. Um, if you since the tissue is so dependent on estrogen, if you are able to take any type of estrogen, then you can use um either estrogen by mouth or you can even use creams. Sometimes a lot of women are trying to avoid estrogen therapy in that sometimes there's an increased risk with breast cancer on long-term use of estrogen therapy when taken by mouth. Now, the creams, there's not very much that is absorbed through the body. So that's a little bit safer on a long-term basis. So there are creams or tablets that you can place vaginally to help restore this tissue. Um, there's also a pill that you can take by mouth called Ostina and their other, uh, treatments include there's laser treatments that can also happen, uh, the easy, simple treatments that are happening in the office. And what they do is they are laser treatments, they don't have any pain to them, they de- they increase the collagen production vaginally. So it's a laser that goes in the vagina, stimulates the collagen in the tissue to become thicker and lubricated as it was when many years ago. And that's a good option, especially for people who cannot take it or do not wish to have any of the estrogen products or any of the anything that might increase the risk of breast cancer. So that one is um, those are good options uh, for treatment the laser treatment is about three treatments um every six weeks, and then that normally restores the tissue
1: and generally, Dr. Richmond, how effective are these treatment options?
0: So the treatment options are good if when using them now sometimes the people you know don't want don't continue with the therapy if you're going to continue. Use the therapy. You have to keep using it. So if you're going to say I'm going to, you're going to commit to the therapy. If you're going to use a estrogen cream, you're likely going to have to use it two to three times a week for for continue to use it throughout um your menopause years. If you're going same with a pill that you can take, and then and there's some vaginal inserts, the same thing, but it, it's something you have to chronically do. So the laser treatment that we have, the Mona Lisa treatment. That's a little, you know, you do three treatments, one every six weeks, and normally that will last several years, or you can use, do a, one, a touch-up treatment in a year or two, because it works differently. It stimulates the collagen uh in the vagina to become thicker and grow, so it allows the tissue to basically rejuvenate.
1: So, when a woman first feels these symptoms coming on, is it a good idea to try over the counter items such as lubricants at first?
0: Um, The lubricants are good. You can try that at first. So, the lubricants are going to only relieve the symptoms. They're not going to get to the root of the problem. So, they may work initially, um, just in that they do lubricate, so the dryness is better. So, you can certainly do that. But as far as actually the tissue, though, however, is again dependent on estrogen. So, it's going to require estrogen to stay thicker and stronger um and that in the end is you don't, normally the lubricants work for a period of time but then they stop working because they're not really treating the underlying physiologic issue
1: right well that's good to know and are there any things women should avoid like baths and scented soaps and other products that can worsen the dryness
0: You know, the only thing, certainly everybody loves the bath. You don't want irritating bath salts or something to get in the vaginal tissue, especially on the outside, that can be um, detrimental to the tissue and can dry it out even more. Um, The other, um, sometimes women will tell me that they actually douche, and that we do not recommend for the same reason. It um, flushes out a lot of the bacteria that is naturally in the vagina, which you want. But also, it's very irritating and drying to the tissue, so it usually makes the problem worse.
1: Well, Doctor Richmond, thanks for the great discussion today. And lastly, why should a woman choose Tideland's Health for their healthcare needs?
0: So Tideland's Health has very excellent physicians, um, well-trained physicians, and we are all very interested in our community and keeping the health of the community um, and women's services to the highest level that we can achieve and we absolutely are very focused on women's issues and women's um health issues and this is a perfect place to get your health care
1: All right, Dr. Richmond, thank you again for your time today. We appreciate it. For more information about Tidelands Health physicians, services, and facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.